Hey, I'm Emmy. And I'm Genevieve. Welcome to the Science Sisters. Broadcasting from basically the inside of a freezer, the Science Sisters is a holly jolly podcast about science for kids by kids, plus our dad. Hey girls, what treats is Sinterklaas leaving in our shoes this episode? Well, we learned a couple of really fun facts about ice skating and ice this year, so we thought it would be fun to share them. That sounds awesome. What do you got? Well, do you remember in season one when we answered Grayson's question about materials that float? Yeah, we talked about density, which is a way of measuring how tightly packed together something is. For example, air is not very dense, and rocks are very dense. Anything that's less tightly packed than water will float on water, and anything that's more tightly packed than water will sink in water. Right, but here's one thing we didn't talk about that's kind of weird. Most materials get denser as they move from gas to liquid to solid. That means that the solid form sinks when placed in the liquid form of the same material. Do you see where we're going? Yeah, ice. Yeah, ice floats on water. Ice becomes less dense as it freezes, and that is because of the way water molecules, which are the tiny individual structures that make up water, bond together when it gets cold. As a liquid, water is just hanging out, bouncing around. But when water starts to get colder, it looks for more buddies to bundle up with. When it freezes from a liquid, each water molecule bundles up with three buddies to attach themselves to. Each of those buddies share two buddies and attaches to two more on the other side until the whole structure is very solid. It's like an icy buddy system. This is called a crystalline structure, and it's where we get the word for crystals. Okay, that's super neat, but why does that make it less dense than liquid water? Well, back as a liquid's just hanging out, there's no structure to the water. Because it freezes into a crystalline structure, there's more space between the molecules, making it a little less dense, just enough to float. Remember in the last episode where we talked about how water is unique on Earth because it exists naturally as gas, liquid, and solid? Well, that means we get to see water in a lot of different ways on Earth. One of the most interesting ways we experience water is through ice. What do you mean? Have you ever slipped on ice? (laughs) I mean only every year. Why do you think ice is slippery? Well, because because it's wet, right? You would think that ice can get wet, but ice is slippery even when it's not wet, even at temperatures far below where liquid ice could stay a liquid. Scientists have thought for a very long time that ice is slippery because it's always wet, but recently we discovered it's not. First, scientists thought there was always a super thin layer of water on the surface of ice, but that turned out to not be true. Then, they thought it's slippery because we put pressure on the ice, which heats it up and melts a thin layer, but you need to be way, way heavier than an elephant to heat it up enough. Finally, scientists thought it was the pressure plus the friction of us moving on the ice that melted the ice a little. But even an ice skate that has a thin metal edge can't create enough pressure or friction to melt ice. So ice isn't slippery because it's wet. Wait, this is kind of of breaking my brain. If it's not slippery because it's wet. Why is it slippery? Because of the buddy system. What? Dad, to talk about this, I think we need a science break. Like Emmy said, ice is made up of a tiny buddy system where each molecule attaches to three others. What do you think happens at the surface? I really don't know. 
The buddy system means there are buddies on every side of a molecule. But because the ice ends where it meets the air, even though each molecule usually has three buddies, at the surface each molecule only has one buddy, making it harder for them to hold on. So the topmost molecules are constantly losing their grip on the buddy system and rolling around to grab a new buddy where they can. Because the molecules can roll, walking on ice is like walking on a surface covered with a billion tiny marbles. And we also discovered that this same thing happens with almost every solid when it gets close to its melting point. We just don't encounter any other materials in our normal life where their melting point is at a temperature our bodies can handle. Wow, that is super interesting. So I have a question though, back to the ice skates. If the ice skates aren't causing the ice to melt, why is skating so much smoother than just sliding? And how does a skater keep control when you can't on your shoes? Good question. So daddy, how many blades does a pair of ice skates have? Two. Nope, four. The bottom of each ice skate splits right at the bottom into two tiny blades, and those two points of contact allow you to lean on a single foot and choose your direction. In regular shoes or boots, you don't have any leverage to change your direction without moving both feet. But those two tiny blades allow either foot to control where you're going, making skating smoother, faster, and more controlled than walking on ice. Oh, and one more fun fact. Okay, what? Scientists discovered what temperature makes the ice the most slippery, where the bonds are the loosest and there are even more tiny marbles to roll on. It's 19 degrees Fahrenheit. And guess what? I don't know, what? That's exactly the temperature that ice rinks have made speed skating courses for years. The ice rinks discovered it was the best for slippery ice through trial and error. And now it's confirmed through science. That's a wrap on the Science Sisters this time. But if you want to talk to us, email us at thesciencesisterspodcast.gmail.com or call and leave a message at 910-777-7571. If you love what we're making and you'd like to help more kids discover great science, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new people discover it. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to wash your hands for 20 seconds and dry them so they don't freeze. The Science Sisters was created and written by Genevieve and Emmy Britt, ages 10 and 8. Were produced and edited by me, their dad, Kyle Britt, with additional production and music by their uncle, Sven Britt. If you share this podcast with a kid who loves science, I know my girls would love to hear from them. Email us at the Science Sisters Podcast at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 910 777 7571.